Star Wars 7x7 episode 2435. Today we're going to continue our conversations about Victory's Price, the finale in the Alphabet Squadron trilogy by Alexander Freed, and we're going to pursue this in two ways. One of them is to look back at a couple of interview snippets Freed gave in June of 2019 with the release of the original Alphabet Squadron that actually bear on the events of Victory's Price. And we're also going to take a brief look at the parallel journeys of Aiden Versio and Erica Quell and how they differ in one significant way. Punch it! <laughs> Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So we are continuing our conversation about Victory's Price and you know the more I think about this the more I think that yeah we maybe should have waited a week or two so that way we could get into full spoiler territory because there is so much to talk about on the other side of the spoiler situation. But there is still a lot that we can talk about while we're on this side of things and so I guess in a sense that when I share with you the couple of snippets from an interview that Freed did back in 2019, it kind of points in the direction of things that are going to happen in Victory's Price if you haven't read it yet, but it's not going to tell you anything that's going to spoil the novel for you exactly. But I won't dance around it anymore. So June in 2019, Kelly Knox interviewed Alexander Freed for StarWars.com and one of the things that Freed says is that one of the first questions the New Republic has to face is what to do with all the ex-Imperials. Do you imprison them all? Put them on trial? Give them a second chance? It's a hard question without an easy answer and Erica Quell is right in the thick of it. She is, as you say, very late to the rebellion. But is she too late to absolve herself? Too late to become a hero? And is she, if she's too late to set things right, what does she do next? So there's a scene in the first Alphabet Squadron novel early on where Erica Quell is watching the latest group of Imperial defectors arriving at Traitor's Remorse, the camp where she's being held, so to speak. And as she is watching these new people come in, she's reflecting on the Imperial defectors overall and basically has them classified by how early they defected and thinks that, you know, of all Imperial defectors, the earlier they defected, the better person they were. It doesn't necessarily mean that they were you know, decent people at all. It just means that some were better than others and that's judged by when they defected. The best ones were the ones who defected immediately after the Battle of Endor. The next group is the group that she considers herself to be in, which is the group that defected after Operation Cinder, and then so on and so forth, and that they get worse and worse with every single day because the longer they stayed in with the Empire, the more atrocities they committed. But that business about what the New Republic is going to do with all the ex-Imperials, that is a prime motivating concern for Soren Keys, and the answer that he arrives at thanks to <laughs> Operation Cinder in its way, is what ends up driving his motivations and Shadow Wing's actions throughout the course of Victory's Price. 
And speaking of Operation Cinder, for the brief refresher and also from Freed's original interview back in 2019, he says, I, first, I first encountered Operation Cinder in Greg Rucka's Shattered Empire comic books and thought it was a fantastic concept. The notion that the Emperor would order acts of terror and devastation after his death felt utterly appropriate for a wicked narcissist like Palpatine. But neither Shattered Empire nor Battlefront 2... Had really had the space to dig into what significance Cinder had for the galaxy at large, and I wanted to take advantage of the space a novel provides to explore the subject in more depth. And so, yes, Operation Cinder really does play a role throughout the entire trilogy. And the mention of Battlefront 2, which is, of course, the video game, which features Aiden Versio and her reaction to Operation Cinder, which is to say, oh no, I'm not going to be a part of this. And ultimately, she defects to the Rebellion. So this basically puts her on the same kind of journey as Erica Quell. But if you are familiar with the story of Battlefront 2, and if you're you know, familiar with the story of Erica Quell so far in the Alphabet Squadron novels, you know that they went on exceedingly different paths. And that seems to be because I think of two primary differences in their journeys. The first of them being that Erica Quell puts herself in the second wave of Imperial defectors, people who participated in Operation Cinder but decided they couldn't stomach the cost of it. Well, the difference between Erica Quell and Aiden Versio is that Aiden Versio opted out before Operation Cinder started and in fact tried to stop it, whereas Erica Quell was an active participant in Operation Cinder until then she saw what it did. So it's just, you know, the difference between being on one side of the operation versus the other seems to have made a major difference. And certainly in terms of the way that and Versio approaches her journey with a certain, uh, you know, defiance and righteousness and strength, as opposed to the way that Erica Quell approaches her journey, which is with remorse and shame and doubt and fear. And you could say that that has, you know, a lot to do with it. I don't think it's necessarily all of it. I think it probably helps that, comparatively speaking, Aiden Versio was a bigger deal within the Empire than Erica Quell. Erica Quell was, of course, part of Shadow Wing and a successful part of it. But Aiden Versio was, you know, a higher-ranked officer. She was the daughter of Admiral Garrick Versio, very well-placed within the Empire. And so, you know, ranking and access and authority certainly help make a difference in that regard too. And that I think is another thing that's wonderful about Victory's Price and the Alphabet Squadron trilogy in general is just how well it plays in the Star Wars universe, how well it ties in to a raft of other Star Wars storytelling. I mean, really very deeply interconnected with other Star Wars stories that take place within this time space. And it's a credit not just to Freed, but also to the editorial team at Del Rey and everyone at Lucasfilm Story Group who may have had eyes on this as well to make sure that it fit nice and neatly within a larger scope of Star Wars storytelling. And especially in a very well-defined era that's becoming more defined with every story that we get in this space. And we are getting a fair amount of them. So, you know, as opposed to, say, Luke Skywalker's story between 
the end of Return of the Jedi and the beginning of The Force Awakens, we don't know a heck of a lot about it, right? And they are purposely trying to be vague about it. But this space between 4 and 5 ABY, they're not being too vague about it. They really are filling it in and they're managing to do it in a way that tells new stories and very cohesively connects them to previous stories too. So well done all around. And that is where we're going to end the conversation for today and end this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.